Okay, you ready? Indeed, I am ready. Hey there, it is good to have you with us again. So please relax, lay back and enjoy another 17 minutes podcast with your host, LaFool and A. This is our 11th episode. Politics. Yes, this would be a, pol- a politics show. The, politi- the political, not about political, even though I like political, that's a whole different story. So I wanted to, um, I've been thinking about this and it's been kind of, kind of troubling me. Now it's near the election cycle, so I hope we get this out before the election. My nose is itching. I don't know. What does it mean when your nose itches? Does it mean something? Probably. I'm just going to say you have dry skin and should wash your face twice a day. I don't know. There's some things like when your palm itches, it's supposed to mean that you're supposed to be getting money soon. Oh, yes. You had palm itching last week. Did you get money? Yeah, I did. I like to say there's coincidences, but it always pretty much happens. If your foot itches, I don't know what that means. I think it means that you're supposed to be going, you're supposed to be traveling. But I don't know. I don't know what it means when your, toe, when your nose itches. So I'm very concerned for what's coming up. You know, it, it's hard to it's hard to forecast what's going to happen in this election cycle. You know, there's a lot of you could throw all the what ifs out there because we're living in a what if. What if what if Donald Trump wins? That's the what if that we're living in right now. Right, dude, that's never going to happen, dude. Never. You know, what's to come? Like, how close are we to really having a second term for Trump? If Trump wins his second term, then the Democratic Party leadership should delete their accounts and if ever seen publicly they should be shamed and i wouldn't even really complain if somebody threw a couple of stones at them why is that why do you think that they should bow out because 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 obviously what you're saying is that they have failed as an institution and don't deserve to exist so talk about that so history will history will definitely show that they just like you said failed as an institution and it's not the entire democratic party it's this current leadership uh i'll say under nancy pelosi i I like to make her the ringleader of it because in my book she's got she's got a lot to do with this but there's it's more than that it's the whole democratic um committee and all the current leadership and the reason why is they did everything to push aside the Bernie platform, the Bernie people. Now, I have a friend, he's reading a book uh, on on some of this right now. Uh, one's called Shatter, um, which is talking about two writers who were inside the Hillary Clinton campaign, and they were writing about it. And and their, their reflection on, on what went wrong is amazing. Another one talks about how Bernie Sanders really wasn't serious. Like Sanders didn't want to win the first time, which is too bad because we we thought he did. Uh, and the force that he created was way more than he even expected. And so right now, th- they should be able, I mean, they should look at the numbers. There's one thing I look at, and that's a guy named Bloomberg. Bloomberg is a billionaire. This guy looked at the numbers because billionaires can do that. And he was like, you know what? I wonder who really won that election or why it happened this way. And he had some guy do a study for him. And they came back and said, sir, we've, got, we've gathered lots of evidence. This is going to blow your mind. Check this out. And he looks and he goes, holy mackerel, Bernie Sanders would have walked away with it. He really would have won. And he knew this. And guess what? If he knew it, they know it. So what are they afraid of? People don't abandon a winner unless they're terrified of that person or or what that person represents. So what are they 
What are they afraid of? They're afraid of the grassroots movement. But what does that mean? Like, I don't have the paperwork in front of me, but go look at who was the Howard Dean. Howard Dean, back in his heyday, uh, colluded with a bunch of, I, I don't want to call them criminals, but Democrats who didn't want progress, who didn't want these this grassroots movement to take over the Democratic Party. But that's what the Democratic Party should be. They represent the liberal base of the United States. And what they didn't want were these ideas getting into power, you know, freedom, uh, choice, um, the idea of a green new deal, looking out for the environment. They didn't want this stuff. They were taking that lobbyist money and they don't, the lobbyists are like, look, we want the insurance companies to run things. We want the pharmaceutical companies in power. We need to have the military industrial complex. Here's a million dollars. And that's what happened to the democratic leadership. They're corrupt. Matter of fact, Dianne Feinstein, Senator Dianne Feinstein dumped her stock after she was sitting on an Intel committee and heard about this, this, um, I can't say the C word. The pandemic. When she heard about what was the virus that was coming, she was like, holy mackerel. She dumped her stock. Did she go to her base and say, hey, look at people, this is going to be serious? No, she didn't. And and her and Nancy, her and Congressman Pelosi are buddy, buddy, buddies. And I guarantee you they've talked about it. And she dumped some of her stock privately too. And that's what I'm saying. They knew about all this because they're all part of the same system. So when it came to winning, I don't really think that they wanted to win. Like, like the book says that Hillary really didn't want to win. And this book got uh, shattered, which is surprising. She was just doing it because she was told to do it. And she was like not really into it. But in the end, once they lost, I think they were kind of happy because they make so much money demonizing Donald J. Trump. He is the perfect villain for them. And they make more money demonizing him and, and galvanizing their base than they do winning. Because if they win, what does it mean? It's now we have to listen to Sanders. We're going, we're going to change up Medicare to a single player plan. We're going to take cannabis off the controlled substance list. We're going to cut all the pricing for pharmaceuticals. We're ending fracking. Oh my God, you know how much money I make on fracking? All these things are things that they didn't want. What do you mean we're not going to have all these companies out here that produce war products? This war machine in my backyard is going to be shut down because we're not going to be going to war anymore? And they just didn't want that. They would rather, they need the money. we rather spend, uh, let us make money and fight Donald Trump. And that's how they make their bones. And that's the problem. Right now, we're in a situation that I am very concerned that they have set this up again for Trump to squeak one out. He's going to win the electoral colleges. Uh, he, will Biden, Biden with Senator Harris may win the popular vote, but does that even matter? And then once again, what are they going to do? We have to get out there and protest. We're the resistance. I didn't. I thought I didn't know you were the resistance. You're the resistance. That's that's the resistance. And they 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 fill that power vacuum that belongs to the actual real resistance. And the result is, we'll have the exact same thing happen in D.C. in January as happened last year. 2017 for the inauguration you're, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the exact same thing. 
like it'll be them out there with their little white dresses on look at us blah blah you're horrible donald trump and he's just giggling his butt off and when it's all said and done they meet down some hallway down in some some subterranean location and they give each other big hugs and take pictures and like we fooled them all didn't we well you keep being the bad guy don because you're making us money and that's what i see and the result is nothing gets better so you and i have talked offline and online about uh the failed state of the united states so uh it's a failed experiment and it seems to me that money in this case has been the root of the evil of the failure do you think that the founding fathers understood just how terrible money could become in a governmental system i think they did but i'm wondering why there weren't more stopgap measures in the founding documents. I think there's plenty of them, but I think the problem is, for example, you get have have people like Justice Scalia who says, you know what, the Constitution is dead. You know, I can interpret it now. I am the high priest of the new age. I interpret the Constitution as I see fit. You know, and I disagree with that. The First Amendment is just not being abided by. Number one, you know, like for. For a football player to take a knee as protest to the actions of the government and then have the president of the United States get his base all fired up and go, that that guy's the bad guy, that's a violation of the First Amendment. So, you know, he, he you, you can't say that your speech is free to protest a guy who's protesting the government. Protesting a guy protesting the government, that's not free speech. Right. The guy who's free speech is the guy protesting the government, number one. Number two, the Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. I have to say it all because it's actually only one sentence. It's not the right of the people to keep and bear arms. That is not the Second Amendment. It is a, a well-regulated militia, and we don't have that. And once you took that away... That's how the rest crumbled, because we don't have federally controlled or federally funded militias. And the Third Amendment has been as long gone with these giant police barracks in the middle of every neighborhood, you know, with people who don't even live there occupying them. The Fourth Amendment, they can search your car and in progress. If they say, I think I smell marijuana on you, they can tear apart your entire vehicle and they're going to arrest you on the spot. The Fifth Amendment, most arrests. Most prosecutions are off a confession. There's a show called 48 Hours. You should watch that show and notice one thing. Almost every one of their convictions is off a confession. So the Fifth Amendment is gone. So those are the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights doesn't exist. And the rest of the Constitution slowly falls apart. So they did put a document in place. I think if the founders were here today, they'd be in jail for protesting. That is the best quote I have heard in a very long time. Guess who else would be in jail? Who? A guy named Yeshua. They arrested him long time ago. And Yeshua is the one who is more likely to come back. <laughs> Making little silly jokes, but... He could have already come back. For all we know, he's in Guantanamo and they just didn't tell anybody about it. Please don't mention that to any of the conspiracy theorists because that'll be the next thing is that Jesus is in Guantanamo and we have to go save him. All they got to do is go find the guy that speaks Aramaic there. That's probably him. You think he's going to come back speaking Aramaic? We spoke Aramaic before. What do you think is com coming back speaking English? Sure. Wouldn't you come back speaking whatever language of the country you end up in? And that's assuming that he would actually bother to come to the United States. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, why would he speak English? First off, the entire, I mean, even the even the book of John from the island of Patmos, 
all of that happens overseas, it, overseas from us, but it happened. Right. That has nothing to do with America wasn't even a concept in those days. So for America's like, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> he never even knew you would exist. All right. Christ, Christ came for, this is according to what he said. He came for the lost sheep of Israel. He never said, and I came for a few, uh, a, a few, uh, evangelicals too. No, they weren't on the list, not even the long list, not even the short list. They weren't on any list. So, you know, they're, they're not going to want him around. He's, he has a message that they aren't trying to hear. You know, women are equal. Children are important. The rich don't belong in heaven. We need to, we need to get rid of this boy here. I don't know what he's talking about. So that's just my opinion. We should probably cut that stuff out. People don't want to hear that. Since when were we doing a podcast where we censored ourselves to what we think people want to hear? Uh, we definitely censored all the bleeps, all the all the Fs and the other stuff that I'll do. We didn't at first, but then we figured that we had to. Maybe maybe we can do a Patreon where we don't censor things. We don't swear that often anyway, so I don't know if, th- if that content would be that interesting. Like, oh my goodness, I got to hear La Fool and A say bad words. We're going to have to give them a little something more on Patreon, like extra content or live events where only they can participate as opposed to the general audience, that kind of stuff. I don't know about any live event. Oh, come on. It would be fun. It would be a wreck. And then they'd see what we're, you know, what we're really like. I would much rather give them an entire podcast where I cuss the entire time. (laughs) And we can also do mugs where all the lines with all the, um, the bleeps now printed on a, on a mug, which you can enjoy your coffee with in the morning time. We could do that too. That'd be fun. But getting back to the Dems. Yes. I'm hoping to see them get out and do what the grassroots were doing. That's my biggest problem. Senator Sanders was leading a major grassroots movement, which took off. It got way bigger than him. It got so big, he couldn't even properly address all, the, all of their issues. And he, his staff failed to do that. I mean, they were like saying, we got this, we need, we can be over here and doing this. And they just couldn't even, that's how big, that's how big his grassroots movement got. And the Democratic Party should have helped them. Like, like if you're voting, if you're concerned with the blue, no matter who, why? They're blue, no matter who it's in the name. Okay. So that's, don't even consider that's who you're, you're, you're trying to, to, um, to talk to. They should have been talking to the independent voter. That's who they needed to get. The person that's like, you know, uh, I, if I don't hear the right thing, I'm not coming out to vote. That's the person that they needed to get. Right. Because isn't the independent vote up to 50% of the vote? If it's that low, I'll be surprised. I think it's like more, like, it's, it's probably more like about 65% of the vote. I'll say 60%, to be honest. But that's who they needed to have. Without that, they're in trouble. So right now they're in trouble because the independent vote's going to sit out. Independent votes already not like Trump. Trump is not going to gain a single new voter. He will be clinging to those that he has, and they will cast their lots together. And that's what that's what the Dems are up against. The problem is they have not put up a person that people are going to be like excited for. Like like you know most of Bernie's base is going to like those that are blue no matter who are going to vote no matter what anyway. But a lot of them are, are, might sit out. Like, believe me, Donald Trump is no is is no jewel. No one's like, oh, I'm so excited about Trump. It, everybody knows how he's he he's horrible. We get that. I don't think that 
Wait, you just said nobody is excited about Trump? I think he's got 30% of the country that's excited about him and flag-waving, so let's be more clear about that. I'm upset with the Dems that are going to do the same thing. They're going to push those who really want to make a difference. That's the Bernie, that's the progressives, more than just Bernie supporters, but the progressives, they push them aside as we got this. And then they don't, they don't come through. So I hope that they get out there. I hope that they are canvassing. Just drop it off the door. Don't have to knock on scene by in the face. Hopefully they're phone banking. You can phone bank twice as much. And it's a hundred percent their responsibility to support their candidate. You wanted him, you got him. You better win. That's all I have to say about that. And if they don't, there's no one to blame. You you, you can't blame us twice. You can only blame us once. It's like, like a match. You've already burned it. So this is up to them. And that's not just my opinion. That's a fact. All right. I'll talk to you very soon.